This is episode five of My Life at a Weird Angle with yours truly, Lord Milan Loazu. This episode is entitled Greek Now or Never. When I was 22, I had just come back from Tampa, Florida. And for all of you who listened to the last episode, IADT, you know all about some of those adventures that I had down there. I had come back to Michigan, to Western Michigan University, and I just had this itch, this itch to be Greek. At the time, I didn't know that my mother had pursued the uh, Delta Sigma Theta sorority when she was at Morgan State. And I didn't know that my uncle was Alpha. I had no idea, but I did know that I had this itch. So that semester, actually, I was taking the um, Black Americana Studies and there were some Sigmas in my class and I reached out to them and just the vibe just wasn't right. And I reached out to a couple other Greeks, some non-traditional, some black Greeks, some mainstream Greeks, but nothing was fitting. And uh, I remember seeing this guy with the tiki hanging from his neck with some Greek letters on it in my Spanish class. And that guy ended up becoming my fraternity brother. That guy ended up pledging me. His name is the one and only Ben Jackson. (laughs) But uh, before I knew Ben Jackson the way I do now, I just knew him as a guy with some tiki letters around his neck. So I asked him a little bit about it. And uh, we spoke on the phone. He told me about the Sigma Lambda Beta website. And as soon as I typed it in and saw that homepage, I was just ecstatic. And it felt right. And I loved everything about it. I loved the colors. I loved what they stood for. And I felt that I could just be me. I could be the Latino Spanish speaking, que la que hay, estoy aquí para superar person. And I could be the young black kid that grew up in Virginia visiting the plantation that his family was on and going to school and all the intricacies that it is of being black in this country. I didn't feel I had to compromise. And so I pursued it. I, um, I think that was a Tuesday that I was invited to their informational and there were guys there playing video games and talking and there was a bit of food there and this and that and um i remember walking in the door and this guy who i didn't know at the time but would become my brother too named raul he welcomed me at the door and big smiling face and had his letters on and you know i was like cool cool that Mind you, all this is just like four and a half years, five years, not even 
after my injury. So, you know, all my relationships are new. All my friends are new. Everybody that I know is new. So there was a little bit of hesitation there and intuitive, you know, like, I don't know these people. So, and are they going to accept me? Are they wondering who the heck is this guy in a wheelchair? You know, are they wondering, did I come into the wrong place? But all that was in my head. It was just fear and self-doubt trying to keep me from doing what I really wanted to do. And I was determined, you know, I knew if I didn't pledge that semester, fall semester of 2005, that I wasn't going to. It was my junior year and up to that point, I hadn't really done anything outside of going to class. I was passionate about my fashion degree, no doubt. I loved going to class with that. I loved participating in fashion shows, but I needed something more. I needed to belong. I needed to be a part of something outside of myself. And Sigma Lambda Beta filled that gap for me. Like I said, I, I was at the event on Tuesday and by that Saturday, I was invited to do my initiation. And I started pledging. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm in some Jordan sweatpants and a hoodie outside of the Bernhard Center at Western waiting on a van. And we all loaded up and went God knows where. And I started my process of becoming a beta a member, a brother, a lifelong brother and member of Sigma Lambda Beta International Fraternity Incorporated. And I don't even know how to explain it in the words, how, how great I feel to be a beta even now. And I thank God that my process was a dry process. And what that means for all the uninitiated is that we don't drink or smoke, do any drugs or anything like that during our education process of becoming a beta, which I'm super thankful for. For one, because I can drink with anybody. I don't need an organization in order to drink or party with people. What I was looking for was something a lot deeper than that, and, and that's exactly what I got. And on another level, I'm thankful for it because I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember the highs and the lows and the craziness and the the bewilderment and the wonder and the doubt and the excitement and everything all wrapped up in one in every single moment. My fraternity brothers and I, the guys that I crossed with on my line, my captain, Jeff Barrios, Brother Puktakis, my ace, number 36. My number two, my deuce, Adrian Martinez. Brother Amparo, number 37, and me, the anchor of the line. Milan. <laughs> uh, brother Alquilo. I love it. 
I love it. I love being Greek. I love rocking the purple and white. And it seemed like, I don't know, to some people, I guess, that it was too soon. But I got my letters tattooed on my chest, colored in and everything. Right after, I became a brother. And, yeah, it's one of my favorite tattoos to this day. It means so much to me. Becoming a beta, it really took me from just an average student, a number really, to feeling like I'm a member of the university. You know, they they not only gave me people to hang out with, but confidants and real friends. And, you know, the betas taught me a lot about who runs the university, about how to put on events and meet with people and have proper meetings and all sorts of things that I never would have been exposed to otherwise. And really prepared me for leadership roles that I would have from then on out. Like I said, I was 22 when I pledged, 22 when I became a beta. And it was my junior year of college. So I knew I only had a year left and I put it to good use. My new brothers believed in me and I became vice president and grew from there. Hosted meetings and was all of a sudden making agendas and feeling powerful and confident because I knew it wasn't just me anymore. I had a nation of brothers, a nation of betas, a nation of men that had my back. Men that not only had my back and were there for me if I would fail, but men that expected me to win. That gave me all the confidence in the world and and really opened up my world, opened up my mind and, and helped me to become the man that I am today. So on this, that was, that was a bit serious. I get it, you know, and, uh, but it wasn't all serious. It was it was it was really fucking fun. My undergrad years as a beta. You know, countless road trips because we have a lot of active chapters throughout Michigan and Ohio, and Chicago, these surrounding states. So we road tripped a lot. Road trip to our motherland, our alpha, our our home chapter, our founding chapter in Ohio. Or Iowa, I'm sorry. Iowa. <laughs> These Midwestern states. But yeah, road trip down to the motherland, Iowa City, Iowa. Now North Liberty, Iowa. But uh, yeah, it was great. Like, I loved it. Meeting all these different people and being able to speak Spanish and grow and travel and just laugh and it really really enjoy my undergrad time, really enjoy my 20s in a way that I hadn't before. You know, my my injury was new and my body was, it was like I was learning my body all over again. I had all these memories of a life before and ability before, but everything was totally different. 
the guys that would become my brothers and the guys that I would pledge to become my brothers after me really strengthened me and, and I'm super thankful for them. It's crazy. I, I, like I said, I didn't know there were Greeks in my family until after I became one. And they were so proud of me. My family, a lot of them didn't understand it because, you know, becoming Greek, joining a fraternity or sorority wasn't really something that either side of my family had done on a big scale. So I was one of the first and, and it was great. They were very supportive and and thrilled and, and knew that it was just something good for me and knew that they could trust these guys to look out for me no matter where we were, no matter what we did. And they did. It was super fun though. I remember the first time I left the country, we went to Canada. After finals in December, we all drove up two cars deep, piling in, you know, five, six guys per car. And uh, went up to Windsor and just went, you know, club hopping and restaurants and all types of stuff and then crashed in a hotel that night. Got some really good breakfast the next morning in Greektown in Detroit and, you know, came on home. Back to Kalamazoo, back to the zoo. Man, even now, it's just like I can remember it so, so vividly. The way we dressed back then, back in 2005, oh my gosh. The baggy pants and everything, and gosh, we were just young and broke and <laughs> making the best of it, man. We definitely, we definitely made the best of it. Taking road trips to Chicago and blizzards hitting and not having money for the toll and <laughs> just, just craziness. Yeah, it was super fun. I remember uh, one of the times when we were pledging, we um, we made a record. <laughs> we cut our own album, <laughs> like a three, four minute song. Me, Jeff, and Adrian. It was it was awesome. <laughs> uh, oh man, I remember. Yeah, we went in order. You know, Jeff went first, Adrian went second, and then I went. And I remember my line started off like. Uh, Chilling in the club in my b-boy stands, long wavy hair, beat you on my pants. <laughs> uh, something along the lines like, uh, ain't walking yet, but I'm stepping on a lot of dudes, brothers for life. Some more tats is coming. Rolling with the beta so they ain't saying nothing. <laughs> oh my gosh, it sounds so crazy, but it's so thrilling. I'm so thankful I'm a beta. I'm so thankful. To all my brothers out there, LB86 and 1986, you ain't beta, you ain't shh.